it's inevitable you know sometimes bridges will be burned um how do you deal with like for me like speaking from my own experience of just a small amount of experience i've had whenever there's just a small blip of like like uh like a disagreement or whatever it stresses me out and i'm like oh shit like everyone's gonna hate like my reputation you know is you know it's gonna be ruined or i don't know you know that kind of thing how do you balance and make sure that like like you, you, you worry about your reputation because, you know, that's something that is hard to clean when it fucks up, you know? So it's like, you, you really worry about your reputation, but at the same time, you know, it's business, right? So if something, even though it's a relationship-based situation, it's still business. And if I know it's business, I don't take it too personal, mm. right? So let's say someone screws you over, you get an argument. So I'm passionate. You know, I'll fight for my clients. I'll fight for, you know, if I believe what's right and what's wrong. But I'm also able to see that person outside of that situation as a human being and interact with them or see them at a dinner or see them, you know, I'm able to do that because I'm a professional, you know, versus people who haven't went through that gauntlet yet, haven't been slapped around, haven't got because, yes, there's a part of me, especially coming from, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it now? Uh, 90, 2000s, um, toxic male syndrome. Or whatever. Yeah, masculinity. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. That's how I do it. You know, so I do come from a place, you disrespect me, I want to punch you in the face. But it's like, realistically, you can't do that as a businessman. You can't do that as an adult. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can have those emotions. But you have to be a professional, you have to be a businessman to check yourself. It's like, do I want my emotions to win or do I want whatever my agenda is to win? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the ones that can check that are the ones that are successful. And I'm working on that every, that's an everyday struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, like, I just had a phone call where I had to take a breath, breathe, and just let them continue their talk or as the kids would say, all caps, and just listen to that. But it's like, I wanted to go crazy, but you know, you can't. You just, right. Because, you know, half the time, even people don't, people that don't, they don't know what's going on. They don't. Hmm. This is fun and games for Right. This is a lifestyle business purpose. Right. So then, you know, and, and speaking of being able to keep your emotions in check, be professional, and there are times when you get very uh, frustrated with whatever and stressed about whatever it may be. Um, I remember the times back, especially when you had uh, your now son, uh, who's like yeah. two, three now, three, um, yeah, three. Fred, Fred Jr. Um, yeah. And I just remember you saying, like, I am not sleeping at all. Like, you know, and I remember <clears throat> you would wake up at like, really early hours of the morning um or going to the office and you're out and at the time also Aaliyah was still doing a lot of different stuff you were doing a lot of stuff with Juicy it was yeah. just everything was all over the place like does your yeah. I assume your schedule just doesn't it's never the same it's always just up and down or is it like you know you do go to the it, office it, you know? 
it used to be like that. And like I said, I, you know, I'm a work in progress. That's why I'm even flattered that, you, you, you know, you would want to interview me and all this stuff like that because I'm just, you know, a work in progress and just keep my head down working like everyone else. And so I was that person. Um, I was all over the place. I mean, I had a schedule and I wasn't like manic, mm -hmm. but, you know, in the business that I'm in, it's not a nine to five. I don't, I'm not, you know, uh, working insurance or, you know, a, a renter car sales mm -hmm. and then you come in, you clock out, like it's different. Right. And, but what I had to do after the pandemic, through the pandemic rocked my whole world and it put things in perspective. Mm. And um, I won't succeed the way I know I can if I don't protect my mental health. And so what I had to do is kind of be like, yeah, I can be all crazy, but I still have to put some kind of boundaries and perimeters in place or I'll be a dog chasing the tail and not really. And so that's what I did. So I, I do have some sort of a schedule now. I do you know, block my meetings at a certain time. I do have um, times where I can just go out uh, during the day and I'm on airplane mode and I can focus and I can think of new, because when you have a lot of just white noise, it's hard for you to think of new innovative things. It's hard for you to really strategize a game plan when you hear a lot. So, you know, there's times where I'll, you know, deactivate social media for three months knowing that, you know, I have, something big in the works and it needs my whole all my focus because you know the currency is, is it's the mental it's the mental energy the ideas the intellectual property that you know you got to think about it just imagine if you did listen to all the white boys i remember when you were we're not going to disclose too much but when you were at a store and this is what you wanted to do and yeah. a lot of people didn't want you to do it yeah, you know, and a lot didn't understand it and stuff like that. But you blocked out now. It took a lot, you know, <laughs> for you to figure it out. But yeah. you blocked out the white noise. I mean, I'm being interviewed by you, and three years ago, this was kind of your dream. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's yeah. I guess that's true. I at the time I I didn't. Yeah. My yeah yeah. You're correct. You are very correct. Well, yeah. Because yeah. you were like, how do you incorporate this sports? I remember I was there. So yeah. So, you're you like a sounding board. I, I, all my ideas, I would come and be like, what about this? And what about this pitch deck? Or what about like, and, and you always fielded all of my, at the time I did not realize the, the, at the time I was like bright eyed, bushy tailed, like anything can happen yeah. at this moment. And I, of course I realized it like yeah. it takes, it takes time. Um, but, and I'm yeah. very, very, always a very, uh, thankful for yeah. that. Um, and you know, the, the other thing is, so I guess, bouncing off of that for someone who had an idea or a dream uh, to, and it, of course it changes. Um, and for you, you said you've always wanted to work in business. What is something like advice that you would offer youth, maybe in college at UCLA um, as a Bruin right now, um, that's trying to find their calling or, you know, be true to their passion? I, I would really say that you got to make a plan. Okay. Because you can have it up here and be passionate about it and all that stuff like that. But if you really plan it out, there's a couple of things that happen to plan it out. Number one, you work through all the pitfalls. So when you do hit the pitfalls, 
you don't just give up because you mentally prepared for mm-hmm. some of that. Now, how your tenacity and your internal fortitude, if you're strong-minded or not, I'm not going to get into that, but at least you are like, I sat down, I said, I want to be a podcaster. What do I need to do? I need to do this. I need to find a job that give me these flexible hours. I need to buy the equipment. I need to redesign my room. You know, you really can come up with it. I mean, I literally did that for our office. You know, I built out the podcast space as you knew I wanted mm-hmm. to do some time ago. And I kept bullshitting. So I really sat down, mm-hmm. got a plan together, spent some money, painted a wall, like really, you know, and once you start doing it, then momentum kicks in. And once momentum kicks in, Mm-hmm. You know, and that happened in your case. Once you took that ticket to Korea, it was like, it's a wrap. I was like, I've never seen Emily again. I literally was like, she's out of here. <laughs> because momentum starts yeah. to happen. And then look at it. I mean. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. That's true. I just remember, I just keep, now I'm thinking back to the, the, when we first met, I was like a fan, like waiting in line, like interviewing different. It's just, it's so funny how things work. But I, okay. So I see what well, you're saying. Well, remember where it was like, utilize the insta story yeah yes remember yeah yes oh my god yes and igtv oh my god yo yo that's people to this day still are like you know i wanted you to do these stories again and i'm like i i would i'm just like it's too close it's well that and then also like as i've gotten of course now more like in it i'm like i'm like i don't know if i like I don't know. There's like two. I don't know. Yeah. It's like weird. Yeah. Not weird, but you well, know what I'm well, saying. Well, now, well, now, but now because now you have a seat at the you're in a different position. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see exactly. what I'm saying? And yeah. and, and 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 we could talk offline because mm-hmm. there are some things that I think you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not it because you you progressed past that. You're not a fan girl. You're in it. Right. You're right. in it. Yeah. Thanks to Fred. Yeah, that was a genius idea that really like yeah. helped to brand in that way too. This this podcast is fueled by an online concert company. Um, and of course, that's that really became a thing with COVID. Um, now that COVID's uh, or people just are having an in-person yeah. concerts and uh, hybrid concerts. What is yeah, your yeah, thought yeah. on the online concert space? Like, and in, in, do you think- Well, I, lo- I, 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 I love it. I love it, but I love it for the business i don't love it for the for the experience well look a live show nothing's going to be that like you know seeing the person that you have pictures on their wall or nfts on your phone now not even pictures on the wall anymore but like you're never going to replace that you know partying with your friends the sweat the energy the base like it's just it's a different vibe yeah but business-wise and knowing that there's COVID and other things like that it's just I think that the the online concert space is you know a, a treasure waiting to be mined because you know you know Travis Scott did it the best when he did it with Fortnite you can you can now get these other platforms involved you can scavenge your like one thing I was saying you know some of your uh, fans or some of the executives watching this free game for you guys mm-hmm. um you know i would use like nfts as a scavenger hunt to promote my live sell so it's like if you bought the nft you know what i'm saying you show or you show that you own the real and from the blockchain now i get free 
I can get to go to your show for free because I bought the, you know, the NFT. And then, you know, there's so many different ways. And then I can do physical merch out of it. So it's like, yeah, I still didn't physically go and, but it's an interactive experience. There's a community mm-hmm. and I can get physical products, you know, mailed to the house or we can do meetups with other fans and, mm-hmm. you know, super meet greets. I mean, there's so much you can do online. Mm-hmm. Um, I look, I love this space. You know, I love, I love anything new and refreshing because mm-hmm. new business to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And then with that being said, and, and something interesting that we've, and the NFT thing, our company has definitely, you know, been talking or discussing and thinking about that kind of stuff. But um, one thing that's been interesting is like, you know, understanding the differences between fans and how they, their buying tendencies, like, you know, a Juicy J fan mm-hmm. or a Snoop Dogg fan might want to go see Snoop in, in person, but they're not going to maybe not uh, as hardcore to go buy a ticket for them compared to someone like Aaliyah who has fans that just want to like touch everything that she does and like be at every you know dance class. Um, what's the difference? How would you describe, or would you say for someone like Juicy, like he has casual, a more, more casual fans than a hardcore fan base. A lot I, of I would, I, I would flip it on the other hand. So I'll give an example. So we were managing Adam 22, no jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I'm still managing Funk Master Flex, who's like on the route, Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a couple of other apps. And what I've noticed is this the, how can I explain? The person with the real hardcore fan base that they've trained to be a buyer the moment that they've trained that fan Mm -hmm. i don't care 10 years from now 20 years 30 years from now that fan will always purchase in -hmm. some form of fashion i i mean i know women and aunties that are still buying backstreet boys merch tickets and it's like bro the back like in sync 98 degrees but because they built this fan base they can put anything out and to this day people will still you know purchase it um what i would suggest to to you know these artists or influence or whatever is build and train that fan. like you guys have to understand it. you know i mean and thank you for not disclosing too much but you know like i've fought to train that fan base and i've put certain shows together in certain markets and okay i need to get new york so i need to be around philly and, and new jersey like you really it's an attack it ain't luck like you know if there's artists right now that are watching this or creators that are watching use those analytics use those stats to figure out who your fan base is and yeah you can grow the ones that are not you know, when you're looking at your analytics, you see like Germany is your least following, and then you try to go to Japan. I mean, you can in the future, but fuck with who's fucking with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you notice that you have this fan base, really dig in, lean into that, and like, you know, because they're going to be, they're going to be your your late stand on when it's time to really make your fans really engage with pressing the like button, buying something. Like different things wow like you know just on the on the podcast side like Mm -hmm. 
there might be people that might see a really fun thumbnail. You know, you might have a good uh, thing, but they're not doing the whole watch through. Mm-hmm. And so because they're not doing the whole watch through, but then I don't know who, you know, the producing side of things, but I would look back and be like, okay, what can I have changed? Was it the thumbnail? Was it my edit? Was it the, the type of person like, what, why did they not watch through this, but they watched through that? Right. Like, and that's what artists don't really, they don't really dig in. They think mm-hmm. it's just, you know, my fans love me. It's just a vibe. It's like, no, it's, you gotta work. Right, right. That is really sage advice. And I'm pretty sure I'll probably use that for like the clip that we use to promote this. Cause that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, you said, and then you said a lot as well that that could be promoted in, a, in small clips, but I feel like that is something that, um, you know, people are slowly learning with, with this space too. Uh, just because you, like you said, just because someone like Coyle Ray has 2.5, however many million followers that someone that was 400,000 could sell way better tickets because they're like leaning into their fan base and, and have trained the fan. Um, and I'll give you an example. Yeah. May did her, May before Hot Girl Summer, May was going to all of the college local spots like college bars and business down south and like rocking shows and like touching those and then speaking on and if you think back about it how she's like in school and promoting being in school and like you know before this hot girl summer was really about her being in school and she built a college fan base a lot of women a lot of people and she leaned in to other communities and when she ascended, she had that fan base, so it was, it was just gonna multiply. Mm, I didn't see, I remember she wasn't, she was in school, and that was like, like three years ago when people were. I remember people saying some like really crazy mess about her on Twitter, but and like it was mostly yeah. males, but a lot of females really yeah. liked yeah. Her, her narrative. We are wrapping up towards the inter- the last part of the interview. Um, I That's do great because have- I'm like sweating. Well, I'm not used to this. And and and, and the Emily, you know, obviously you're the only podcast that I like I, I say no to. So <laughs> okay. you can't you uh, I, if you search you can't find me on another. I know. I know you're hard yeah. to find information about, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you're really I, hard. I I, I I do not I'm not that guy. Um mm-hmm. but you know, fun fact that um I'm actually going to be starting uh, a series mm-hmm. myself uh, in the future. So I have to throw myself out there and we'll talk off mine. But you, you know, so I've told you. Well, yeah. Right. Well, I think speaking of series, you do ha- have, and I, I guess I call it an Instagram series um, where you have the 48 oh. loves. I have to ask about this. That's that, sounds, so but that makes me feel like such a nerd. Like, Why? I think it's so cool. So basically for people who uh, you should go follow Fred. Also, people shout out his. Uh, my, I, I'm working on my social. If you go follow me, I'm working on it. I'm trying to look lit and I'm trying to look fun. But hey. it's like, you know, you know, I'm not that good. But it looks I'm okay. Trying. So basically, if you go to Fred's Instagram, he has this 48 Laws of Power series. And I know that you are definitely an advocate of uh, those Robert Greene books, Art of Seduction, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. First of all, the photos themselves, the first the caption, if you go look at the first law, let's say it's consider yeah, your yeah. intention. I just, but, I, I take the laws. Yeah, I take Right. 
why did you start this series? And, you know, what was the inspiration behind? Of course, I know you love the books, but what made you want to start this like series so, with the photos, all yeah, that? I'll tell you. So number one, there's, there's, there's a multiple thing. So mm-hmm. one is um, I needed to beef up my social. Okay. Um, you know, talking to you, talking to other people. And like I said, you know, uh, disclaimer, Emily and I have had talks about I needed to better my my social and different things. She's giving me some pointers from her point of view too. Um, but I needed a social presence. So meeting with Gary V's team, because as you know, I have the uh, weed line with Gary V and, and uh, UCJ, we created our weed brand, Asterix. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, guys. Um, if you're 18 or over uh, in the United States. <laughs> um, but I, I needed something. And so they were like, you need something to promote and post because you're literally dying on social media. People need to know that because in today's you know, time, yeah, Fred, you talk to lawyers all day, you talk to publishers, label execs, but like they're also artists and stuff that like want to check you out and see because they might want you to mail or help them out or something. Right. You just don't have something going. It's like, is it all bullshit? Is he for real? Is it a lie? Like, what's going on? So I'm like, all right, so I had to do something. Uh, and this is just as COVID was hitting. So it's like, oh my goodness, you know, you're stuck at home, you got to do something anyway. So it's like, all right, well, this is what I'll do. I'll take pictures of me in studio and like hanging out with rappers. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then I was like, well, I would like to give some kind of advice and get some game, but I don't want to be preaching like, oh, no, no, because I'm, you know, what do I know? You know, like, I'm just going through this like everybody else. So my guys hit me, we did the NFTs for, was it, was it Death Road? No, we did Juicy's NFT, and then we did uh, uh, Pearl Harbors with the Associated Press. We did the NFTs with them. Oh, wow. And they were like, Fred, you should, you know, figure something out. And I was like, not really. And the artist was like, well, send me some pictures and I'll do some stuff. Mm-hmm. And then so he did some stuff on the pictures. And I was like, he was like, what are you into? Like, what are you? I was like, I don't know. I like sports. I don't know. Like, mm. and then he was like, what book? And I was like, 48 Laws of Power. And he was like, what is that? Like, you don't know what? And then so he saw my energy and my passion. He was like, oh, we got to do before you log this out because I'm reciting sending them clips and he's like relax like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's not that serious yeah but he was like you're into it and then so that's how uh that started so that actually when it's done I have a couple more left um they should have been done a long time forget the post um <laughs> and then those will be on my NFT gallery and the funds will go um be donated to uh art uh uh physical art show first of all i love the series yeah. i really think it's it's so creative like how and it's to be honest when i was first looking there's there's a photo and i'll put it here wherever um there's okay. a photo if it's like uh and I, I can't remember which law it is but it's basically oh it's infection avoid the unhappy avoid the unhappy and unlucky if possible like misery emotional states are infectious infectious as diseases and in that you have like there's a snake behind you there's a shark in the pool and i was like at first i was like oh then i was like wait a second wait what and then i just noticed like all the cool like edits the the is it exotic supply they've been yeah yeah okay 
So it was, a, it was an artist out of, uh, he's in Bergen, he's in Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Out of, artist out of Sweden, because I'm always just trying to put on and, and, and figure out how I can help other people. And I'm just like, look, bro, you're trying to be lit. You're trying to be in the rap space. I got access to rappers. Let's figure something out. Because when I post it, yeah, I'm not the coolest guy, but the cool people follow me. Not like that, but like, you know, my client Juicy follows me. You know, yeah. he shares the stuff. He comments, you know. And then so what happened, and it, and it came into fruition where me posting his stuff got him jobs because they're like, oh, who edited that? Who did that? I want that done for me. Yeah. And then now he, you know, he raised the price. Yeah. Oh, that's lit. But I want, I'm glad that he's winning. I'm glad that he's, you know, now doing the thing. So, yeah. 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 He, 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 for doing that, once again, in the game, he sat down and planned it out. It was beneficial to me because I needed something to post. Mm -hmm. And it was beneficial to him because I became his billboard or his calling card to a whole other market Mm -hmm. that in Sweden, how would he then? Turn around and be able to do this police for a juicy day's music artwork for the music video if it wasn't you know all the way in sweet yeah you know, right so that's how that works wow and, and so you said the the series is about to end now for everyone listening not all 48 laws are there i assume the no. laws that are there are the ones that speak to you the most the ones that speak to me the most and the ones that you can figure out pictures for so you know so it's a mixture of both of those yeah Okay. Well, if you had to say, what are the, what, what are the top three laws that you, and also I I wonder, like, do you remember all of these laws all the time? Yeah. So I, I do, I mean, not in a sense where I, I will quote them verbatim, but, um, I will say, uh, I have a couple. So, um, uh, make people come to you, avoid chasing that kind of thing i believe that's law eight that's uh one of my favorites okay um uh law number three conceal your intentions that has helped me out a lot really because if you go into things well if you go into things too eager or too if you just you got to conceal your intentions sometimes you know and Mm. you know so many dating i mean so many things you can't just you know hop in like hey you know this is all my information this is all yeah i gotta play the game you know yeah. so um i i think fulfilling your intention um and then um uh law number 10 to avoid the unhappy the affection that is like big because and, and i tell these people there's two sides of the laws so I would um, suggest don't just look at my law and be like, whoa, like read the whole thing because mm-hmm. it shows you both sides of the coin. It shows you when you overdo it and when you underdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly believe misery loves company. I truly believe that you need to protect your mental space. And when people are negative or depressed, sometimes they need to bring others down and they need to feed off of that. Yeah. And the more you can kind of shake that, the better, the better you can be because haters, they will hate. They will. Haters will hate. Um, will hate. I do love, I do love your, the laws that you have on there. Um, some of them, um, you know, like for example, mentioning plan all the way to the end. And I think that's something that for someone like me, I had, I had like 
straight uh, what's it called like goals but I like thinking far ahead like five years in advance I'm like my my what I want to do changes like seven times in a year type thing um how do you make sure like what is it I think it's law where is it uh law 29 it's planned all the way to the end yeah um well so that's 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 tricky because I'm not taking it at face value and saying I have my whole life yeah but you know what I do know is like you know I have projects planned and I have plans for different scenarios I always believe in a plan worst case scenario like just have them in play some people are like you should never have a secondary plan because the first one's going to go through you have to put that energy out there look i've got flat tires before and it's like i'm glad that i had to spare in the, in the trunk and we got home you know so i just do believe in if you do have something give a fuck about it put some passion it's almost like a relationship it's like if you don't really put the right energy in really plan and sit down and strategize it's like what are we doing yeah i definitely think that this instagram series is is i've never seen something like 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 a series in this way and like you know with the creativity of the graphics and the of course the laws themselves and it works perfectly with um you know it, it's true to you um, and something that you actually enjoy. So I, I definitely love that. And it's like, I'm, I'm how do I, I want to do something like this. This is really cool. Um, but thank you. Well, so you, much. you could easily do it. I mean, <laughs> you know, some of your top 10, well, I'm not yeah. going to do this way. I'll, we'll talk to you, but you, I already can already think of Yay. Uh, maybe I'll do the artist detection. I don't know, but, um, yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> thank you so much, Fred. Really. Um, I, of I really, course enjoyed being able to interview you i never thought i would interview you but i feel like you would be you're perfect for this and i think a lot of what you said um hopefully listeners will take um some of it to heart and i definitely did yeah yeah can you yeah and feel free Uh they can they can reach out to you reach out to me um if they need anything i'm dead serious about the music i'm dead serious about um any kind of content um youtubers anything you know i'm always i'm always looking because you Mm -hmm. never know yeah. you know what you'll find so you know yeah you know and i'll give you a cut if anything happens <laughs> you're, you're executive producer. okay um can you tell people where they can find your amazing instagram series and instagram? uh this is how trash i am let me look up my instagram name um, <laughs> oh my god i think it you know, is, uh-huh. it's fhc3k fhc3k okay but if you type in my name, it pops up. It'll right? pop up. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, perfect. So my correct spelling, and we will have it on the thing. I'm pretty sure. Yes. All that stuff. It'll come up below on the lower left hand side. Yes. Um, yeah. but thank yeah. you so much, Fred. Thank you, everyone who is listening. Um, and if you guys are listening to this, you can keep up with Revolutionize the Stage podcasts on our Instagram and Twitter at rev the stage pod and if you're listening to this on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and you want to see the video version you can check out the video version on venue lives youtube but until next time thank you fred thank you everyone for listening thank you you.